Thank you for taking the time to get naked with us. If you'd like to bear it all with me, get in touch. Your story is unique and valuable. Let's show it off. Hello and welcome to the Naked Podcaster. This is Jen Taylor. Today I am with Olivia Schwetz. Olivia, how are you? I am very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. My daughter's name, one of my daughter's name is Olivia, so you're already my favorite. Because Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I love that name. So I want to jump in first with what you do right now, and your website is called Wake the Wild Within. Mm-hmm. Jump in and tell me about that, because I already know I have questions. So real quick, um, Wake the Wild Within, I couldn't even tell you how that business name was born, but what I do, I am an intuition reactivation coach. That is the title I have given myself, which is so amazing to say. Uh, I basically help women reclaim their inner authority. So I take them from a place of feeling like they have no power, like they're very confused in their purpose and their direction and their life. And I just help them start to tune inward, to start listening to those inner whispers and those nudges that we ignore ignore relentlessly and then we go oh I knew it or oh I told you so comes through your mind so I kind of help to reestablish that connection so that people really feel empowered and validated in their own decisions which is so cool and the other thing so you do a lot you do the intuitive guidance reading and that's tell me about that one let's go through these one at a time Okay, so this is really interesting. In the last probably like three months, I've really started to step in and really own like the fact that I have this psychic ability and it's very much still coming to be. I've been reading cards for years now, uh, but in the last few months, I've really realized the power that I have. So I do uh, virtual and in-person readings. Both are equally as powerful and I genuinely still, every single time I do a reading, will have like this like genuine smile giggle because I'm still blown away by the things that just come out and the things that like just get said because I just turn the filter off and I kind of call it letting spirit talk or call it letting our guides have the conversation and they use me as the vessel. Um, I'm very much still in control and conscious during it and do so safely and protected. Uh, but it's just really powerful what comes through. Like I've had names come through. I've connected with grandmothers. Like I don't say that I'm a medium. I don't connect to the other, like the other side. I don't see the veil. Uh, but it's just these, the words and the messages and the download that comes through when I'm doing a reading are absolutely like, <laughs> they blow me away. I'm genuinely surprised every time, but it's really special. And I've created some powerful change and just inspiration and validation for people that have come to me for readings. And it's one of my most favorite things to do. That's interesting because when I read your light, when, when I read your website and I was looking through the information, I was like, oh, <laughs> that could be fun. I actually have <laughs> cards. So my best friend got cards and we got really into it and she understood how they worked more than I still do. But she bought me my own set and a couple of my kids have gotten super into it and I've done my own readings, but I don't have an emo super emotional connection to yeah you're nodding I know nobody else can see her <laughs> nodding she's like yeah Jen of course you don't have that because <laughs> you don't have that yeah so I have them and I love them and I touch them and I like having them here but I don't know how to actively use them even just to be like okay we want to set up your day today or mm -hmm, mm -hmm. give a question no <laughs> no you are not alone I have so many people like in my I have a free Facebook community and I have so many people that are like I have a deck but it's like a deck that's like you know it's the that thing that's tucked in the back of your nightstand next to like your vibrators and stuff right <laughs> or that like that like, <laughs> like don't always admit that you have but you have it like in a special place, but you don't always use it all the time, or you're not sure how to really tap into it. And I am totally understanding of all of that. Yeah, there's, see, she's got a whole stack on her. <laughs> I do, I do. See, they're right there. See, I showed, I switched my camera. My vibrators in are, are in a totally different space. I, I'm not going to show you those. on. Be perfect. Yes, I mean... I can tell you about that. <laughs> That's a private Zoom call. Yeah. But I have them actually out. I mean, you saw they're on my bookshelf. They're on a special shelf. Mm -hmm. They're out there. I look at them all the time. I like to touch them and feel them. But yeah, I know what you mean. It is definitely something. 
And I think when you get something that you really want to believe in, or you do believe in, or you want to know what the possibilities are, but you lack that connection, for me, I'm like, okay, they're meant right here just to be a comfort that they're there, and that's okay until you get to another stage or something. But the other thing you do, another thing you do is life coaching. Yes. Yes. So I do life coaching. Um, I of course infuse that with the Oracle cards, the readings, the psychic, all that stuff kind of gets infused through it. I've ran group programs where I help women reclaim their intuitive powers or, um, I've also had one-on-one clients that I've had powerful transformations with. I absolutely love one-on-one coaching. To me, it is much more intimate. Uh, You're able to go a lot deeper because there's that safe container that gets built as great as group programs are. And I still do run them occasionally. One-on-one is like bread and butter, like super awesome and an incredible space to have. And it's just really beautiful to watch someone, even in just a short amount of time as three months, go from where they were when you signed them up to where they are in like 90 days, like your entire life can change in a year. So it's amazing what you can do in three months when you really set yourself up for success and you're relentless and ready to just take courageous action. I love that you said that about what can happen in a year. I do this thing where I keep a journal and it used to be a little notebook and now I use notes on my phone and I will write down and this is one of the things that I always tell people to do in my coaching and speaking is write down the things that are like above normal. You don't, you don't write, it's not a journal. It's a bullet point list of things that happen. Like I flew to see my daughter graduate from basic training. That goes on that list. I cut my finger and got seven stitches. That goes on that list, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you, when you wait till the, like the New Year's Eve thing, the end of the year, the beginning of the new year, and you read that one, you are like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that. And you realize really how far you've come in so many ways. So I love that you said, imagine if you were hyper-focused for three months instead of just keeping a list for a year. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. And then you do healing sessions, energy sessions. Yes. So I do, I am certified in Reiki. So I am an energy healer. I also do access consciousness. And the interesting thing about that is I have tried to mix the two because Reiki, you get attuned to do distance healing. So I can heal anyone like wherever they are in the world because energy knows no distance. And with the access consciousness, it's more of like an accessing the points on the head. And I have done a few trial sessions with clients who are willing where I use my Reiki and I you utilize basically like a blessed doll that I have. Don't worry. It's not a freaky, like Annabelle type doll. It's a really good, legit love filled doll. And I like, um, like I use the right hand positions and everything to use access consciousness mixed with the Reiki. And it's kind of becoming like my own modality. And it's really been such a beautiful, like blossoming journey to see it actually work. Uh, like access consciousness is all about rewriting limiting beliefs and, changing your perspectives and how you like have these old blocks and it just clears out like your ability to receive and create love in your life. And so to mix it with the Reiki, which is essentially just as healing and powerful of clearing all your chakras and getting all the, the loving healing into the right spaces, it's pretty neat to mix the two and watch what happens. So yeah. I want to dive in here a little bit because I was always supernatural person, had my babies at home, breastfed them for two years, used a naturopath, right? But energy work seemed woo-woo to me. Yes. I was like, you know, there's a pendulum and I was pretty far to the woo-woo side, but I had my limitations. And then I met someone a year or so ago and she has like three degrees in science. And so you, I think you hit a point or an openness, regardless of your age, that you think, well, what if... What if there's something like no harm, no foul, right? So I asked her and she described everything to me with the science background. And I was like, oh my God, I totally get it. (laughs) And now (laughs) I went from being, yeah, that's cool. That works for you. It's a little out there for me to being like, give me more energy healing. Mm Because I, it clicked for me, the, whatever was missing for me, the how it works. And the easiest thing when, when my husband was like, are you getting totally woo woo on me? I'm like, yeah, like breastfeeding a baby for over two years. Isn't like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I said, uh, 
my favorite way to make it make sense is, yeah, have you ever been so nervous like before you play basketball that it made you throw up or you got diarrhea? And he's like, yeah, like every time before a game, I'm like, yeah, so that's your emotions making your body physically react. And he was like, oh, and like, and then there's the, oh shit. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I'm like, you like Bruce Lee, right? Okay. So it's like, do I need to say more after that? I don't think so. So any, anyone, especially men, if they know who Bruce Lee is and they like him, you cannot believe in what he does, does and love what he's done and not believe in the, the energy healing and the spiritual side. Yeah. You can't have gotten sick to your stomach over having to give a, a talk in class and not believe in energy work. So as soon as I made that connection, I was like, the world is open to me. So I, I don't know how much resistance you see when you're talking to people. Do you see a lot of resistance where you have to explain the connection? Every now and then, but I'm at a point too with, um, it's more so in my like personal life. Like when I'm telling people what it is I do, if I meet them for the first time in the online space, I'm always calling in the right people. It's always just lining up perfectly. There are a few people that require a little bit more of like an in-depth, but I'm just like, you have to try it to believe it. Yeah. And the very first time, like I got certified for Reiki, it's only coming up on a year. So I've only been practicing energy work for about a year on others. I've been doing it on myself for two. And first time I do a distance healing, she lives like 4,000 kilometers away. And she's like, okay, let's do this. Hadn't really talked to her since or beforehand. And I do the session and right away I'm stuck on her throat chakra. And I'm like clearing my throat and I'm like, what is going on? And like, we weren't connected while I was doing it. I was, we were connected, but we weren't speaking. Right. So after the session, I sent her this email and like told her what was going on. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on in your throat chakra, but it is nasty in there. Like I sent a lot of healing there. We need to talk about this. And she sends me a message and she goes, I never even thought to tell you. She's like, I've been fighting a nasty throat infection for the last three weeks. And I was like, okay, good to know. Well, I sent a lot of healing there. So hopefully you're on the, the, the better end of it. Within a few days, she messaged me. She's like, my throat's never felt better. I don't know what it is you did, but this works. Like my first experience and it works. So it was my first experience. It was her first time receiving distance healing. And it was such a profound like result that I was like, there's no denying this. Like it is absolutely 100% like tangible now. <laughs> I love it. Let's go back. Let's go back in time yes, and do some time machine. time machine. You're from Canada. Yes, I am. I heard the accent and you used <laughs> kilometers. <laughs> I did. I did I, use kilometers. I, <laughs> I'm a runner. So I'm like, Oh, how far would I have to run? To get to yeah, a really, really long way. It's like 2.2. 2. Well, 5,000 5, is 3,100 miles. So 5,000 kilometers is 3,100 miles. Yeah. I know that because of 5K is 3.1. Look at my brain doing math on my body. Oh, on, on a I know. Monday. <laughs> on a Monday. <laughs> so uh, you're in Canada. Uh, take me back to whenever things started with you in your life that were tough. Okay, well, I had a lovely childhood. I had a lovely upbringing. There's nothing traumatic that I remember that I've tapped into in regards to that. Everything kind of started, um, I was engaged when I was 18. And I moved to the city. I was a small town girl. We moved to the city together. And basically, let's just say the city got a hold of me. And I realized there was a whole new world out there. And through my own terrible actions. I cheated on my fiance. Oh, wow. My throat got all <laughs> clearly. I still haven't healed from that. Um, I cheated on my fiance and then I felt awful about it and I had to break up with him. So I broke it off with him. He was willing to work it out, which I thought back then was like, why would you want to do that? I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror. I didn't even like have any idea like why. And so I completely shut him out. I shut him out, shut him down and moved on with my life. But it turned into this pattern of me stepping into relationships or men that either they needed a whole lot of healing or they were so narcissistic. It was just like, you know, it was just, it was just awful. It was a hard time. And I was losing myself in alcohol in in, um, 
like not so much recreational drugs. Like I didn't do a whole lot of that, but like teach their own, but alcohol was my big thing. I was numbing my feelings. I was numbing what I wanted to really create in this world. And I thought that I had to find myself in other people. Like for, for probably a good five years, I'd say from like 19 to 20, yeah, 23, 19 to 23 in that like young twenties era, (laughs) I was convinced that someone else was going to tell me who and how and what I needed to be in this world. And so I found myself um, like feeling like a, like a wash cycle. Like I just rinse and repeat. I'd have this guy one week, this guy one week, this guy one week, rinse and repeat. And I was always attracting the same type of man who like didn't respect me, who only wanted one thing, clearly sex. And I had no idea what I was doing wrong. And I had this very like needy personality. Like I would cling to a relationship right away, or I would like instantly feel like I would like I would try to be the people pleaser and then my people pleasing habit started coming out and it was just this rocket roller coaster of of highs and lows of terrible relationships and just you know like a, whether you call it um oh what's the words I'm looking for the words escape me but I was in a, just a slew of of bad relationships and I wasn't learning the lessons the universe kept presenting to me because I was shut off from anything to do spiritual. Uh, And it's interesting that that happened because before I was 18, I was getting my cards read. I was going to psychic fairs. I was interested in the spiritual world. But for some reason, when I turned 18 and I moved to the city and I got into alcohol and I could go to bars and meet all these dudes and be single and mingle, I shut that part of myself down and for some reason gave my power away to these people or these men, these boys really, who had no idea what to do or how to make me feel like the queen that I should have been. And I lost a lot of my self-worth. I lost a lot of who I was and I felt completely um, depressed. Um, I was sad. Like I have pictures I found of myself from like 2010 and 11. And you would see a picture of me now and be like, is that like a distant cousin? Cause you look the same, but you look completely different. And that's because I had given so much of myself away and had no idea what I was actually worth and what my value was that I felt empty inside. And that was really like sad when I realized that. (laughs) I always think when you're in situations like that, even if you had been in relationships for longer, if you're doing the same thing over and over and hating it, you can't really like the guys, he's got nothing to lose. You know, um, sometimes why change it? If, (laughs) if it's, it's like, it seems to be working fine for him, you know, but I get what you're saying about, how you're attracting the same person over and over and not learning the lessons. And in that process, your self-worth went down Mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that you had been exposed so much to spiritual stuff and psychic stuff prior to that. Cause that's, I don't think that's like the most common thing statistically that, that girls at those ages, 18 and under are getting their cards read and stuff like that. Maybe it's more than I realized, but you were tapping into that and then you stopped. I find that really fascinating. And and it's funny as well because the last time I got my cards read, when I was 17, I was already with my high school boyfriend before we were engaged. And she told me right away, she's like, the relationship you're in right now, it's not going to last, right? And I'm like, oh, I'm 17. Like, my life is perfect and I'm going to marry him. We're going to be together forever. But she basically told me, and I have like a cassette tape of our reading somewhere in my things that I wish I could find. Um, and I want to reread it or re-listen to it because she basically told me, and I was so angry after the reading because she told me that basically my entire life would fall apart and I would become like this person that I wouldn't understand. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, who are you to dictate the future of my amazing marriage, right? Like I was 17, I was invincible. And it's, that was the very last time I had my cards read up until I was probably 23-ish, 24-ish when I was starting to come out of it. And it's, it's just weird. (laughs) 
I can't even say it's weird because it's like, of course, like she held the mirror up and was like, this is what's going to happen in the, in the direction you're heading. And I was like, there's no chance in hell. See you later. <laughs> so like, it's five only- years later, I woke up and I was like, oh my God, she was right. <laughs> <laughs> so you only want to believe your cards when they're good. Yeah, exactly. And they're what you want to hear, right. <laughs> That's like skipping therapists till you find the one that tells you what you want to hear. Yeah, okay, all right. That's really interesting. That's really fascinating. I would love to actually have a have it um, changed over. What am I? Transcribed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you could sit and read it. That would be crazy now. Yeah. Anyway, that's I, that's nuts. I have well, a vivid memory of grabbing that cassette tape when I got home and just throwing it in the back of my closet. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it was, it was all crap. Right. It was all crap. You don't need to hear that, those lies. It's also interesting. Well, I get that, though, because... Because at 17, you really don't, you really are invincible. I mean, you're so right. You don't want to believe anything. And it is a fairy tale. And you think your parents are stupid and they don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) And, you know, nobody understands you and you've got it all figured out. And of course, you're right until you get out there on your own. What, um, you didn't go to college. I'm just trying to fill in some gaps. When you were 18 and engaged, you moved to the city. You didn't go to college? I was in college. I was going to okay. a technical school um, for business administration. And that was boring. <laughs> I never finished. Um, I finished the first I finished the first year after breaking up with my fiance. Um, very it was very tough. It was a very interesting time. We broke up around the February, so I had a couple months left of school. And it was just a very interesting time. I managed to finish school, like pass all my classes just barely. Luckily, I had great grades heading into the second part of that year um, because the second half of it was a was a shit show of like, you know, breakups are messy, especially when you're young and engaged. We were living together. We'd bought a place together in the city. So it was a bit of uh, red tape to go through. And I was young and naive and the gentleman that I had cheated on him with, I ended up dating. And so things got super complicated and it was just a mess. But yes, I did go to some college and um, tried to go back over the next couple of years to finish it part time and then realized it wasn't aligned with my direction and kind of gave up and went back to just working full time before I realized I wanted to start this, which there are other things that happened that led into that, which I'm sure we're about to dive into. (laughs) Okay. So let, wow, that is tricky. The, the dating, the guy that you cheated on while you're. Yeah. 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 So keep going. Keep. Okay. I just kind of wanted to get some reference. So you did try the college thing. Business admin for you is like, I know, right? Math for me. I, yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't even do the administration in my business right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason I think business admin, you should like get your associates in business admin. Yeah. No matter what you do, you can at least, at least you have the knowledge of what you have to do, even if you don't know how, if you start your own business or yeah. you're, or you're working in someone else's business and you're like, holy red flag. So I am like actually really pro business admin. Mm-hmm. Just because for your knowledge going through the rest of your life, as you know, it could be helpful. But I get yes. that it was not your thing. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I, I mean, I, get I used some of it. Don't get me wrong. You know, the debit and the credit and the balancing of the books. Yes, it all makes sense. I get it. Right, right. <laughs> it has its place. Education is priceless. It truly is. Like, I fully am behind people going to university and getting education that they're aligned with. Um, yeah. I, they just went because my parents were like, we're going to, we're going to pay for your first year. What do you want to do? And I was like, throw a dart at a wall kind of feeling. Right. So <laughs> I landed in business admin cause it seemed like something any typical small town girl would fall into, I guess. So <laughs> that's where that was. I think there's so much pressure on kids in their junior and senior year to figure out what they want to do. And you don't have any idea who you are like mm-hmm. at all, not even a little bit. And I, I have always been a big believer of look through all the courses and the first year choose only the things that resonate with you, only the things that you're curious to know more about. And the, if you find a couple where you're like, God, I love graphic designer. I never knew I would just love this class. Look at what 
majors those classes fall in and then you find what you want to do it's completely backwards but i don't know why they have you do it the it's it's just backwards to me how it happens how in the world do you know what you you want to do if you haven't even taken a class you know i so i i get it i get it and i'm glad that you walked away from it because there's no reason to put a square peg in a round hole yeah so keep going keep telling me about this situation well i ended up um following new man to australia um we weren't traveling we were there for nine months it was amazing and then he wanted to come back and he wanted to start searching for a job that he'd gone to university and graduated with so i was like okay so being you know not very in my power and it was my first time leaving the country i didn't feel comfortable staying behind and i am grateful that i did come home we ended up breaking up a month after i got back um for the summer and then we got back together for about six months and broke up again um, but when we moved back, I moved in with my sister and I lived with her for about a year, was working in a restaurant. That's when I really started in that summer when we broke up. Um, that was my first like first time being single without being attached to someone because I went from my high school boyfriend who I dated from 15 to 19 um, to dating this gentleman. until So I was about 21, I think, 2021 when this happened. And it was just like open season like it was hunting season (laughs) it was it was a very interesting learning curve of time in my youth (laughs) i call it my youth but it was my young adulthood and we all get there we all experience it i have no shame or guilt around it around what what happened and how it all happened or who it all happened with um however it, it did take a long time for me to realize that what how i was going about living my life wasn't exactly constructive Uh, I was partying way too much I was either drinking drunk or always about to be drunk for probably about four months Uh, it was becoming a problem and I ended up doing the online dating scene right that was like that big thing that came out around then that was how made it so much easier too is you could just oh nope oh yep right and nowadays it's even worse with that tinder bumble or whatever they are i'm I'm completely happy in my relationship now so i'm glad i was not a part of that but it works for some people no judgment ever um but it was just it was messy and it was i was i experienced some some really close calls of like almost being like sexually assaulted because of the situations that i was putting myself in because i thought i was so invincible i thought nothing could hurt me yet I was still searching for this feeling that I wasn't finding. And it wasn't until I met, I met a man that I dated for almost two years. I dated him until 2011. And that was the most silenced and stifled of relationship I'd ever been in. I was manipulated. He cut me off from my friends and nearly my entire family. Um, Constant verbal, mental, emotional abuse and games that were just relentless and never ending that I never really understood. I thought that was just the relationship. I didn't see it as abusive until years later. I didn't see it as wrong until I finally managed to break up with him. And Um, throughout this relationship, he'd convinced me that the only way to fix what was wrong with us was to have a child. So I stopped taking birth control. (laughs) And thank goodness, um, Mother Nature had other plans. I never ended up getting pregnant. And we broke up in the summer, and I was back on birth control. And in good Olivia fashion, I had found a quick replacement. I was never alone for very long. (laughs) I was never single for longer than a couple months at a time. Um, And I met this really amazing man. And we went on a weekend getaway and we connected and we hit it off. And he was like, I'm like, this guy is way out of my league. Like he's, he's, he's sexy. He's got tattoos. Like he's like kind of badass, but like, he's way beyond my league. Like I'm just this small town, goody little two shoes girl. Who's like been, you know, excapating. <laughs> but like, I just felt like he was beyond me. And it turns out we were very much in similar places. Um, but we ended up falling pregnant that weekend. Um, my birth control hadn't really kicked in yet. So I just met this man and hooked up with him and had a powerful, incredible weekend. And I didn't know I was pregnant till a month later. We were still seeing each other. Um, and it was then that I started to 
things kind of started to unfold for me. I, I discovered that he was suffering with really um, debilitating mental illness. He had bipolar disorder that when managed was good, but when not managed, um, he fell into a really dark, deep spiral. And I had already cut myself off from so many friendships with my last relationship that I felt really alone. I was pregnant. I was dealing with uh, mental mental instability basically i was trying to support us i was he was trying to go to school but ended up getting kicked out because he was in a manic is it manic i, I still apologize for my lack of terms but he was in the the not good side of the the bipolar disorder i think it's manic when they're just like really out there and everything's happening and it um unfortunately ended in a way where i chose to have an abortion and uh, which is a decision that Growing up, I never thought I would have to make, um, but I knew that I wasn't willing to bring a child into this situation, knowing I couldn't even support him and a child and myself. I just knew I wasn't strong enough to do that. And I carried a lot of guilt around my abortion for a really long time. Um, and it wasn't until a few years ago now that I really healed that. Um, but after the abortion, things started to get better. I thought we were going to be okay. Um, but it turned out his demons were much stronger than I could manage and he could manage. And I lost him. His heart ended up giving out on him two days before Valentine's Day. And he was 29 years old. And I remember telling him, I will make you see your 30th birthday. And I didn't get to do that for him. And... So I lost our child and then I lost him after telling him like, we can get through this and try again because we had such a, we had such an intimate and strong connection, but it wasn't perfect and no relationship is. And it's interesting how life plays out because it was his death that offered me a chance for my rebirth. And I am forever grateful for us being in each other's lives for the short seven to nine months that we really had together because I was with him to show him the light in the last few months of his life. And he was with me to offer me that chance to start again. And it was in the moments of grief and planning a funeral on Valentine's day and telling his mom, like picking up the phone to tell his mom that like, he's not coming back from this one. Like this is, this is for real, um, was one of the hardest conversations I've ever had to have. And I'm still in complete gratitude and feel as if I'm living for him and myself, um, in this new life that I've created because without and I don't want to call it a sacrifice but without his journey ending where it did I don't know where mine would have gone and his journey impacts my partner's journey too who I'm with now um, I actually met um, my current partner when I first came back from Australia but we weren't ready for each other and then a few months after my um, the loss of my boyfriend he came around and we actually ended up saving each other I was in a space where I needed to restart and he was in a space where he needed to restart and we created this beautiful friendship with no expectations no desires or no um, pressures for like sex and drugs or alcohol or anything it was just like let's just hang out and like be together he would hold me when I cried and he would right and he would just help me through my grief he was never judging and it was in those next few months, and this was this is now in 2013, it was in those next um, six months where my rebirth really started. And he gave me the space to heal and to expand and to find myself. And it was then that I realized that I spent how many years <laughs> from the time I was like 20, say, until it was four, four or five years I spent searching for everything in everyone else. And I thought I had to sell my things, put my stuff in a backpack, go travel the world, hitchhike around wherever to find myself when really all I had to do was slow down and stop and pause and realize that everything I ever needed was inside of me. I just needed to listen. 
And like, that's kind of where I've been growing from ever since. And that's now six years later, I'm still with him. I'm still growing. He's still supporting. And I'm in this incredibly different space, but had the things that I experienced not happened, I don't know where I would be. So I'm extremely grateful for all the hardships, for all the challenges, for all the terrible men I let into my, my, my vortex, if you want to call it that, all of it, it, it all happened for a bigger purpose than I realized. And I'm forever grateful for that. I want to, there's a lot here. Yes. I, I, <laughs> I was like, we're going to have to like disseminate this well the relationship you were with where you went to australia and stuff like that that was i mean it was still what i think is hard is that in bad relationships really great things happen Mm -hmm. that we really love and you can look at a relationship like you said i didn't realize how bad it was till i get out of it it's very insidious it's not like this guy walks in the door and flips a switch one day yeah it's something little here and it's something little there. And in between that, that compound interest of things getting worse, there are all these bright, happy moments. And so I always think it's important for women who are in relationships or men, but when you're in a relationship and you're questioning, like that was a really horrible thing to say or to do, or there's, you know, drinking's not an excuse to hit me or whatever yeah. you're going through, that then it's followed by that bright moment. When you leave someone who's abusive, it doesn't mean that they didn't have a lot of great qualities. Every narcissist does. Ask oh, yes. Them, they'll tell you. <laughs> and like, I'm grateful that like, I never experienced the physical abuse in any of my relationships. It was more so like, and I don't even know if half of them knew what they were doing was considered emotional or narcissistical or any of that kind of, that's just, that's their own traumas and their own wounds and and their own upbringings and things coming through that they're not even conscious of that they're doing. So like, I don't really like to place blame on anyone. Like I take everything that I experienced was because I put myself there and everything that I got out of was because I realized it wasn't okay for me to be in that situation anymore. And I made that choice to leave. And I get that it's really hard to leave my um, my one relationship I was in that was very emotionally and like verbally abusive. I think I broke up with this this gentleman over like two years. We probably broke up like every week, if not every month, if not every other month. It was one of those like my intuition kept telling me like this needs to end, but then I would get like sucked back in in some way. And I get the spiral that you get, you get, I'm going to get out and I'm back in, I'm going to get out and I'm back in and you just can't seem to break the cycle, but it is possible. And it's so important to like own that of yourself and know that you're deserving of way better. The other thing that you own without any issue is that you put yourself in those situations. So I have adult kids and we can all relate to these situations where you go out and you want to escape and relax. I mean, I've had alcohol. I know I hit a point where my shoulders drop and then I feel like you didn't realize you were so stressed till you weren't anymore. Just about normal life stuff, not even any big deal. And you want to let your hair down and maybe you're introverted and the alcohol hell. You know, there's all of these things that are absolutely a hundred percent. You're stressed and you just want to escape from it a little bit and taking it those steps too far where you're putting yourself in a situation where you're nearly holding a sign. that's like, Hey, if you're a perpetrator in any way, I'm right here. Mm-hmm. And you, you kind of described the way you were living like that and that you put yourself there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't excuse the behavior of other, anyone else, but it no. also, it gives you permission to, to take the, not the blame, but the fall for it. What the part of it that was your. Well, to take ownership of my half. Right. right? Every story has two sides. Every relationship has two people. Well, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that lately. <laughs> in, my, in my situation, it's always been true. But right. You know what I'm saying? I'm taking yeah. ownership for what, for what I created in my life. And we really all need to like hold a mirror up to ourselves and, and realize that like I created some part of this. I manifested this. And that's why like, I know that the relationship I'm in now, I also manifested that and the mutual respect and the love and the understanding and the teamwork, all of that comes because we decided that that's what we wanted together. And none of them, we weren't willing to settle for less. Right. I just love ownership was the perfect word. That's what I was looking for. And I love that because I think in any situation you need to take ownership, 
even if it's the person you chose that that is your part. So that was awesome. <laughs> now, mental illness is a really, really tough one. And God, you know, passing away at 29, just the whole thing. There's nothing easy mm-hmm. or okay about that. Mental illness is so difficult for me because I think you step into this place where it's not like your decision to drink a lot of alcohol often and you could stop it and it would go away, right? You just, you wouldn't be drunk anymore Um, and you wouldn't be in those situations. Mental illness, you don't have that control to just be like, yeah, today I don't feel like having anxiety. So I'm going to, I'm going to say no to that one today. Mental illness is out of your control. And so being in a relationship with someone who's struggling with that, that's a totally different animal Mm -hmm. because where the mental illness may be super hard to deal with and more than you want to handle, you also are fighting this battle in your mind that it's not their fault. Yeah. Tell me about that struggle because you had to have had it during that time. It was, it was endless that struggle. And I tried, I'm a very understanding person person. I tried very hard to be understanding and we tried really hard to get him the right help. And it felt like we were falling on deaf ears a lot. And it felt like he wasn't completely understood because, you know, maybe his past wasn't the best. So they would place judgment on what his medical records would say or anything like that. That's not my story to say that's his, but there was definitely a lot of, I felt very helpless, very powerless and very much alone throughout the whole process that I hadn't, I hadn't known much about it before. And honestly, like to my own, um, what the word I'm looking for is, um, anyways, to my own disadvantage, I still haven't dove deep on understanding it because I'm just part of me is like, I just need to move on. Right. But it's really unfortunate that, that that's what happens is that it's kind of skirted under the table or it's kind of ignored like that, you know, like, like that, pet that won't go away or something or that that one person that always has that thing to say they're just kind of silenced without but they're still speaking and with me it was just really disheartening to not have like doctors reaching out and being like look this is like support groups you should look into or this is um like go online and search for this this was before i'd really dove into what personal development was and what I really knew was on the internet like oh my gosh the internet is vast had I known then that there were like support groups or like things that you could google and find everything you need to really feel more understood with people that are a supporting someone with this mental disorder and mental health problems to find that support for for him but also to find that support for me for like loved ones right and i didn't have that locally or even like anyway and that made me feel completely uh in the dark and i was like grasping at straws i was and i i ended up leaning into spirituality at some point because he was starting to feel very like schizophrenic almost and i was like you know what we'll just like sage the house will that make you feel better like I remember reaching out to my cousin and being like, what's that stuff you use to like clear the energy of your home? Like, cause they were very much had their own experiences. And that was the night that he passed away. I was like, I need to clear this. Like something's happening. Doesn't feel right. And it was already too late. Um, I lost him that like that evening. And so I, I literally feel like I grasped at so much to just come up empty in all fashions. <laughs> I think that's so common with mental illness. And also it's, it's sometimes it can be a relationship you're not meant to be in, not because of the mental illness, but then it makes it more difficult because it's so difficult to separate that. Mm -hmm. You said that you healed from the abortion and I, I would never place judgment on anyone. We're not in anyone's shoes. And I know that I can't even imagine having to make that decision. How was it? what were your tools to kind of get through this? And then I want to, I mean, then we're getting into, God, there's so much. Okay. Just go with that one first. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm listening. No, no. I'm going in a million directions. But (laughs) tell me about getting through that because a lot of, I've had miscarriages. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know I've been in situations where if I had gotten pregnant with that person, I don't know what I would have done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just be, I mean, you got caught and I didn't. 
right? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. All right, okay, so the girls in high school that got called out for having sex, they were just the ones that got caught. We were all yeah. <laughs> So you got caught in this situation where a lot of us didn't and we didn't have to make mm -hmm. it. So, God, go through that process with me. Well, like, my goodness, like, like not really knowing someone, right? Like, before I even told him, I booked an appointment. And then when he got back from working out of town, I told him and he said, well, let's make it work. He came from, um, his mom was a single mother, right? So he was that, he was that um, unaborted child that was decided to be kept right so for him he's like no like it's happening it's going and then uh like a couple more weeks went by and and some like just these situations kept coming up that made me feel uneasy and i'm like i'm like it's happening you don't have like you need to support me in this when you are stable when we are in a better place when we know each other more than just a couple months like let's or however long it was um let's let's get to know each other in, in a better way and restart. And it was really unfortunate that um, I had to book that appointment. I had to walk into that clinic and he came with me. He supported me through the whole thing. He was great, honestly, super great. And when the doctor confirmed that I was as far along that would classify it as being his, right? No questions asked. There was this moment of silence that hung in the air like a thick, heavy fog. And I knew then that he, if he didn't say anything, I was for sure going through with it. And the woman that helped me with my procedure, gosh, I wish I knew her name. I'd love to thank her and give her so much credit because when I was in the procedure, she whispered in my ear and I wish I could remember exactly what it was, but she whispered, um, the timing's not right right now. So we're going to send this one back. Right. And it will, will come back to you when you're ready. And I lied to all my friends about what happened. I told them I had a miscarriage because I was like, I don't want to be judged. I don't want to be criticized. I don't want to be shamed. And I lied to them for, for a couple years about it, like into my new relationship before I fessed up. I had a really good friend reach out to me while I was on vacation with my new man two years later after the abortion and she's freaking out because she's having a miscarriage and she's reaching out to me because I've experienced it. And what was it like? And it was in that moment that I was literally caught red handed in my lie. And I realized how devastating it was and how it wasn't fair to not only myself, but to my friends that I now were rekindled with who I'd lied to. And I had to admit to her over the phone while she's having a miscarriage that I didn't actually have one. I chose an abortion and I can't help you. And that was like a stab in the heart for me. I cried on the side of the street. My partner's like, what's going on? And I told him, and I was like, I can't carry this lie anymore. It's just not healthy. It's not helping anyone. And I slowly started to share it with everyone. And it was when I started to share it. And it was when I started going to like, I went to a lot of spiritual circling events where, you know, you sit in circle and talk about your feelings and nothing leaves the circle and you burn away what doesn't serve you. And it's really powerful and I love it. And I can, I fully believe in it. Um, it wasn't until I started doing that, that I really started to heal like my sacral chakra and, and get those <laughs> and get those feelings really dealt with and, and out from hiding. And that was really where I started to, um, to heal from it. And it was, it became, I, the more I spoke about it, the more I realized that people I knew had gone through it or people that I knew who had someone who had gone through it and that it was a lot more normal and that they weren't judging and that they weren't shaming or any of it. And the more that I owned it, the more that I shared it vulnerably, the more power I, I, I took back for myself and the less power it had over me. I love that. And that's so true. I mean, as women, what we don't, uh, we don't talk about a lot of stuff because we shouldn't be embarrassed by tampons in the store yeah, for, something, exactly. for something that's totally normal, right? That we all experience every month. And yet we, we don't, we don't share things. So I get that. Now you met the person that you're with now that you've been with for six years and I have to ask, you were, you said you were good friends and there was nothing sexual. How hard was it for you to slow down? You'd been running on 
like hyperspeed for five years, not wanting to look in the mirror. And at what point did that last card reading slap you in the face? Because it had, there had to have been a moment where you were like, oh my God, you know? Uh, it was, it was kind of a like, I've been through enough and it's time. Um, I realized that, especially after the loss of my boyfriend, I realized I had two choices that I could crumble in the rubble of my life that I've created and continue to kind of rot away in this unhealthy pattern of terrible relationships or bad situations or unhealthy situations by the millions, or I could take my power back and restart my life. So I did. And he was a big help in that because he just gave me that space to just have fun, to just be myself, to just figure myself out really. Like <laughs> there were some awkward growing pains that we went through where like I was talking about fairies and angels and, <laughs> and he's kind of looking at me like, it's making you happy. You're smiling. I don't quite understand or see your perspective, but I'm not going to touch it. <laughs> Because it's working, right? And then he started seeing me like come back to life. Like he was very much witnessed like the phoenix coming out of the ashes. And um, and I owe so much to him for his patience and kindness and just ability to create a container where I could not only grieve for the loss of my boyfriend and my abortion and all of the ridiculous situations I put myself through in my early 20s, but... I was able to blossom and flourish as this incredible person that I always had been. She was just hidden behind all these layers of not believing and self-doubt and masks that were meant to protect but actually hindered. And when I kind of ripped all those masks away and I was like, hey world, here I am. I want to come back with this positive light. I want to spread love and be spiritual and just like offer what I have to give and raise your vibration in the process. I created this, this community of support that I didn't have five years ago. I created uh, like these people that would search me out on Facebook just to see my posts and my inspiration or my card readings when I started sharing those. And, and it was through that process of rebirth over the last really six years, I continue to rebirth myself in new beautiful ways daily. I think it's important to do that. Um, but it's just been such a process of watching myself finally step into the person I'm meant to become. And one of my favorite sayings that I always say is I'm far from who I once was, and I'm not yet who I'm going to be. And I'm finally in that state in my present life where I'm completely like, I look around and I am filled with so much gratitude. I'm filled with so much love for for not only the personal work that I've done and the steps that I've taken, but for the people that I've called into my life. I created a support system that I didn't have. I created a tribe that I didn't have. I created all of this because I chose to start living my life differently. And not every only, single one of us can do that. Not only that, but you took the gifts that, I mean, okay, so... When you had that moment of calm, and I'm guessing drinking slowed down and partying slowed down and Tinder swiping slowed down. Oh, I, like, never, yeah, no, I, I know, I know. Thank you. I can celebrate that. No, no more online dating, no but more yeah. of all of that stuff. And you have the space to be yourself. What I know that it's hard to slow down and do that. And I'm that's so great that you had that space, but now you're able to help people. You are that space. You're mm -hmm. creating, you're creating the things that you needed that five years. Although we do all have to be ready for that. Yes. So I agree. Sometimes we can follow the person and just know that you're there for a while before we're really fully ready. So mm -hmm. people searching that out doesn't surprise me at all because a lot of us are searching for that. How did you know that this was your calling? Because you could have made t-shirts with positive sayings or that's true, that's true. like there's a million things. I think people take their struggle and their personalities and what they love and are good at and create a business. So if you and I had had similar backgrounds, we could have totally different yeah. businesses. How did you figure that out? Honestly, um, I was going to see like clairvoyance um, <clears throat> in dealing with my abortion and the loss of my boyfriend being so sudden 
um, his loss, I got a lot of closure from speaking to a local clairvoyant that I'd become friends with. And I was, I saw her every year for a while. I haven't seen her for a couple years now because I feel like I'm finally, I'm good. <laughs> um, but she helped me with closure. She helped me and she opened me up. She's like, there's like, there's something that you need to pursue, like, just go out and buy yourself cards right so i started i followed someone on instagram who inspired me and i went to my first metaphys not first but i went to a metaphysical store and bought my first two decks and i just started pulling cards for myself and it it really helped me start my day it really helped me um validate or confirm things that i was going through or feeling and like they always just lined up and it was when i had my first reiki treatment while i was on vacation uh, that I had a woman be like, why don't you just share it like unapologetically, basically like share a three card spread online, just try it. I was like, oh, no way. And I finally mustered up the courage. And the first time I shared just a three card, pick a card, right? Like three cards face down, pick a card, comment, I'll post the reveal kind of thing. I had over 70 people from my friends list comment and I was like, wow, like people need this, like people love this. And I just started sharing it every Sunday and I did it every Sunday for two years just for fun. I just loved it. I just enjoyed it so much. And then I started getting into really deeper personal development and I thought it was life coaching and I was kind of doing card readings on the side here and there, but I wasn't really pursuing it. And in the last like six months, I've finally like really been like, it's the readings. It's my intuitive ability to tap in and like deliver messages that are that's that are really profound. And I've been doing it for years without realizing it. And so I I started to just pursue it more. I started to um, do readings in person. I started to offer like parties for my friends, and they all loved it. And I didn't really understand how it could be a business. And now now that I'm like really embodying and like speaking with conviction about having psychic abilities and having the, the skill and talent that I've developed over the years to tune in and offer that guidance and that inspiration through the cards. It's absolutely like mind blowing how the clarity has just really honed my business in life coaching is still very much a part of it, but the, the card readings and the, the change that I can create with people in like 30 minutes is so powerful. And it's just, I have no words to describe how it makes me feel every single time, but like I've been making people cry so much lately <laughs> that I'm like, I need to start bringing tissues wherever I go. <laughs> the awesome. Readings are just like, they're just <laughs> blowing my mind and they're blowing theirs. And it's just, I just, it just feels good. You have to find something, you have to experiment. You might get, things that you try that you don't like. Like I tried, um, I tried obviously business admin. It wasn't my thing. I tried, um, I was in the electrical world for a long time. Funny, right? Working with energy in a different form, um, to working with energy in this form. Um, and like, it's just been a whirlwind and a incredible journey filled with highs and lows, but it's always been, my guiding star has always been what brings me joy. And I had one of my mentors used to say, it's following your yum, right? Like when you eat something and you're like, oh, yum, like that was so delicious. What in your life makes you have that like really satisfied and satiated feeling of like, that was really good. I want more of that. Those are the kinds of things you need to pursue. For me, it was my readings. It was inspiring people. It was being that positive light. It was empowering and it just, it felt so good. I couldn't think of anything else that would make me feel any better. How amazing is that? And so if it had been putting names on t-shirts, you would have done that. Yes, exactly. It could have very well been that. It, and I, I do have a sideline of wanting to create some t-shirts. So oh my gosh, you said that. <laughs> so. so I always bring it up because I'm a minimalist, but like t-shirts are small and you can roll them up right mm -hmm. into this little tube. And Definitely. so I can have like 50 of them and they take up like no space. <laughs> so I feel like I can be minimalist and justify having 50 t-shirts. And I like the more fun and funny and just offbeat and whatever. So I collect t-shirts that either have, like you have a saying, 
No one else can see you, but I can. You have a say right there on your shelf, say yes to new adventures. And I saw that behind you when we first got on. I was like, oh, I need, I need that. That's, a, that's my, I want a t-shirt. I need that sign. You know, so I'm that person. So I always bring up t-shirts. I think cause I have a thing about them, but in this case it's divine. Also. Yes. You need yes. to do some t-shirts. Olivia, what is your Facebook group? You said you have a free Facebook group and I want to say it out loud here. It will be in the show notes, but tell me what it is. It is. It's my business. So my Facebook name, our Facebook group name is Wake the Wild Within. Um, and you can find me on Facebook at Wake the Wild Within. It's Miss Olivia. That's kind of been my online name that I've been, well, it's not an online name. It's become that. My partner originally gave me that name. I need to tell him that or say that. <laughs> um, but everything, my Instagram is at Wake the Wild Within. Connect with me on Instagram, Facebook. I'm an open book. You can friend me on Facebook too. I love new positive connections and I just love to build relationships. So, Well, we're already going to be friends now if we're not. So there you go. <laughs> You'll be like my t-shirt buddy. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing this journey. It was incredible. It was so much fun. I was really excited to hear your story when I saw the bullet points. I was like, wow, this is going to be amazing. And it definitely was. And thank you for being... So you, thank you so yes. much. And it's just, it's about like, just realizing that like in, within the mess, whatever mess, any of you listening, if you feel like you're in the middle of a mess, where's the message? What are you learning? Right. Where can you teach someone who's maybe going through something similar before you or right now? Right. That's where I realized that my mess really was my message. Thank you for taking the time to get naked with us. If you'd like to bear it all with me, get in touch. Your story is unique and valuable. Let's show it off.